largest city in the world, with perhaps 8 million people. It has stayed more or less steady at between 7 and 8 million for a century. But that has dropped it down to something like 25th in the league table of big cities. It's dwarfed now, for example, by Greater Tokyo's 28 million and Mexico City's and Mumbai's 18 million. But in this course, I'm going to argue for greatness as a function of far more than size. It was another famous Londoner, Samuel Johnson, who made the case, saying, The man who is tired of London is tired of life, for there is in London all that life can afford. Indeed. Where else in the Western world can you see the Queen of England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland at Buckingham Palace, or at least the changing of her guard? Or see another queen's liar from ancient Iraq, as well as countless mummies, the Rosetta Stone, and Elgin marbles just a mile away at the British Museum? Where else can you witness the debates of the very mother of parliaments at the Palace of Westminster? Or take part in all manner of uncensored debate yourself at Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park, where freedom of speech is nearly total? Where else? Can you watch authentically produced Shakespeare at Sam Wanamaker's brilliant recreation of the Globe Theatre on the South Bank? Or throw money at itinerant street players whose life experience may actually reflect the bards a little more closely? Where else can you hear five major symphony orchestras and two international opera companies for a state-subsidized song? Or take part in the free singing in pubs? Or listen to the music of Cockney speech in the shadow of Bow Bells, the Church of St. Mary Le Beau, within whose earshot one must be born to be considered a true cockney. Where else can you patronize Harrods, the world's most prestigious department store, or Foyle's, the world's largest bookstore, or Dickens's old curiosity shop, or Johnson's and Dickinson's local pub, the old Cheshire Cheese on Fleet Street, or learn firsthand that London Bridge is not actually the one with the big towers? That would be Tower Bridge. More seriously, it is an arguable point, but I believe that no city on earth has had so profound an impact on worldwide culture for so long in so many areas of life. Politics, trade, finance, media and the arts, etc. It was in London that constitutional monarchy, participatory democracy, a free press, the first public concerts of music, the first viable commercial theater since ancient times first flourished in modern times, though Amsterdam is a serious competitor in some of these areas. In fact, this course will argue that London, more than any other city on the planet, catalyzed modernity. There is perhaps one more rather sobering first in London's record. It could also be argued that London was the first city to demonstrate that bombs, whether from the Luftwaffe in 1940, or the IRA in the late 20th century, or the 7-7 terrorists at the beginning of the 21st, could not break its will. This lecture asserts that significance and poses several other questions to be addressed in this course. For example, why London? Why, between 1450 and 1750, did it increase tenfold in size to become the largest city in Europe? How did it come to dominate a world-encircling empire of trade and finance? Why did it come to represent freedom and economic opportunity for persecuted religious and political groups, refugees from virtually every conflict in the 20th century, immigrant groups seeking an improvement in their material conditions, 
and artists and thinkers from Anthony Van Dyke to Karl Marx to Salman Rushdie. How and how successfully does London assimilate all these groups? How did it weather repeated bouts of plague, fire, and in our own time, the Blitz? How did it remain a world city, even after the loss of empire and manufacturing? And how is London facing a new millennium? Equally interesting and important, why and how did people become Londoners? In other words, this course isn't merely about a place and its buildings. It's about people. We'll be interested not merely in the growth of London or its rise to world prominence or its forging of many of the milestones of modernity, but also about how London's people coped with each of these things to forge that combination of proud humility, recalcitrant loyalty, and spirited resilience, which we know as the Londoner. Like any tourist, we'd best be advised.